What's up, everybody? Week 13 was a doozy for some of our coastal teams. We have good, bad, and ugly for the final time here in our Locked On ACC realm. But more importantly than that, Georgia Tech has a new coach, which is nice to see. More importantly than that, North Carolina is going to figure out how to beat Clemson. Or will they? Let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thanks so much for joining me and Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack today. We are super excited once again to be your host here. We're Locked on ACC podcast. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and you subscribe to the YouTube channel at Locked on ACC. Type it in. You will find it just fine. And you click that subscribe button to help us get to 1,000. We're at 797 right now. So I need you to help us get one step closer to that 1K mark. Kenton Gibbs is back again, talking about coastal good, bad, and ugly today. He got his nice little toe dipped for those UNT Tar Heels to discuss, but I'm sure he'll have more than that as we go through today's episode. Kenton, how are we feeling? Well, first off, let me start by apologizing. Okay, because, you know, there were a lot of folks who were uh, very disheartened and felt like I was uh, unfair in, in, you know, painting uh, UNC as my ugly for the Atlantic when they don't even play in that division. And for that, I would like to apologize for absolutely nothing. I would do it again. I would do it tomorrow if I could come back on this show and do another Atlantic show where I call them ugly again. Anywho, I feel great. I feel great. How about yourself? Is that how you want to start the show? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're bringing all the energy today because it's championship week and we're bringing championship energy to this show. Wonderful. All right. We're going to go over the coastal teams and then we're going to preview this Clemson Carolina thing. You know, here the AC championships got to happen subway. We're going to eat some freshness and then we're going to talk a little bit about all ACC teams, just bare minimum, but we'll go over that in full with AJ Black from Locked On Boston College tomorrow. Guys, listen, good, bad, and ugly. The good of it is I'm just going to kick it off right here. Duke, eight games. Eight wins on the season. How about it? One time for Mike Elko, who is fighting for his life, apparently, for Coach of the Year against Mark Norvell, which I don't understand. But, hey, what you going to do? I think Mike Elko is really the guy who has turned things around for Duke in a sense of you just made it fun to be in Wallace Wade again. You made it fun and exciting for those boys to get, you know, dressed out every single week and compete against teams and have a chance you know it's not just the ugly we're here you know we're collecting checks we're keeping it pushing it has been a fun time for the blue devils and anyone who says otherwise is crazy i would like to say that i agree with 90 percent of what you said there but made it fun to be in wallace wade again when was the first time when was the last time that never mind anyway steve, when steve sparrier was the coach I mean, they did. They are more recently uh, appearing in the ACC championship than many teams in the conference. So that's fair. That's fair. With that being said, I, I I would agree with that. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. That win over Wake Forest. I mean, ooh, Wake Forest got the opposite. I know the Carolina teams. All the Carolina teams care a lot about the state championship. That means a lot. 
to the Carolina teams. I know UNC made state championship rings. NC State had the R State campaign and all that good stuff. Wake Forest has the exact opposite. Hate to see it, but we're talking about Duke right now. And you know what? Duke has shown up in a major way all season. All season. They they got they showed up in a way that hurt my pockets. So, you know, as much as I Nina King, I still don't like you. We still ain't friends. We still I I, I ain't no friend of yours. I ain't no fan of yours. But that Elko guy, he's gained a fan of me. Lord help us, Jesus. Duke also had honorable mention Riley Leonard in the conversation for all ACC team. And I'm just saying, Riley Leonard, Drake May, duo, duels are going to be exciting for years to come. I mean, I, I think so. I think so. Again, I think that the ACC right now is in a great position in terms of young quarterbacks. I mean, there is – you got MJ Morris at State. You got yep. Moorhead at Boston College. You got Leonard. You got May. You got lots of guys who've shown lots of good things so far this season. And granted, with with Moorhead, you can kind of say, like, are you good or do you drop the ball off to Zay Flowers? But with all the other three – I mean, hey, they've shown it. And even with Drake May a little bit, are you good? Or do you just get the ball to uh, Josh Downs? But the reality wow. is. The ACC, wow. That's, hey, how we're, that's what we're doing? Hold on. Hold on. Two let bad you, games. That's what we're doing? Let me, let me give you a stat. Let me give you a stat about um, Josh Downs and when he plays and the effect that he has on the offense. Josh Downs has only been active and uh, caught for less than 100 yards in four games all season. In those four games, UNC is one and three. So my boy Antoine Green doesn't exist. My boy J.J. Jones doesn't exist. Again, there's only one receiver that has that direct correlation that when he does not get the ball and he don't play well, that offense, that team is not gonna is not gonna go well. One and three when he catches for under 100 yards. Don't don't shoot me. I'm just the messenger. I'm just the messenger. But anywho. The reality is these young quarterbacks, they're exciting. They're good to see. And I'll tell you this. Imagine if Jake Bobo had stayed and Riley Leonard had him. Oh, man, because he's torching it out there at UCLA. So that would that would be what a thing to see. But, again, we're not talking about who's gone and all that good stuff. We're talking about who's here. Riley Leonard is here. He is near. And he is a guy that's going to be doing good things in the ACC for some years. What's your good? Can you get on my nerves already? I mean, you know, they're, honestly, honestly and truly, I'm going to say this. The good for the coastal this week is when I'm when I'm looking at the coastal and I'm looking at all the things that we saw in terms of like, oh, is the coastal this is the coastal that the amount of guys that they had make the all ACC team like regardless first team all ACC as well, regardless of what you think of their competition or, you know, who they're playing. They really did come through strong on that first uh, with a lot of guys on the first team. I want to say that of all the guys who headed that thing up. It would be two guys in in Baby Blue and uh, Cedric Gray and Drake May, but they yeah they're the the Coastal made a rather strong appearance on the All Conference team, despite some people feeling like they're inferior. I'm some people. It's so wait, me. you don't think that Drake May nor Cedric Gray deserved All ACC? No, no, I said they were leading the way. I said that uh, they were two guys that like you look at it, you say like, oh, okay. I had to make sure because this show could end it right here now. Now listen, now listen, there are some other players who uh, made this that I, I don't who? think. Call to, to the carpet or you want to make wait for your bag? Because Sebastian Dennis, Kalaji Kansi, who, who are you talking about? All I'm going to say is this. There ain't three linebackers in this conference better than Drake Thomas. There ain't three that have better seasons than Drake Thomas. They, they're just it. They're just it. I don't care how you cut it, how you slice it, how you dice it. There aren't three. Period. Don't exist. 
<laughs> and I'll say it, I'll say it, and I'll say it again. I don't feel no type of bad about it. We see that. All right. Well, on that note, we can't even give Miami or Pitt a good. They they beat the dog out of Miami. Nothing. He didn't have no good for real besides, you know, just the coastal people being on the all ACC team. You know, if you would have let me get to the bad, I was going to say I had No, 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 no. We're not. We haven't got to the bad yet. Let me, let me go. Let me go to the commercial break. Okay, let me go to the commercial break. Well, then let me just do this then. My, no. one B, my 1B was partially Pitt, but also that was – you know when you're watching a team dominate and you know when you're watching a team not show up. That Miami mm. team didn't show up at all. They got a lot going on. Well, let's hold that one. Let's hold it. There's, there's, a, there's a deeper conversation there. I do want to talk about that. But you are right in that I think overall, as much as we try not to give credit, football is a team sport, people. Like there are guys who are ballers who are just on bad teams. There are guys that do their all and they make good plays and they have all the tackles in the world or the interceptions or whatever, you know, from a defensive side. There are guys who are wide receivers for days. And I'm just like, listen, Josh Downs and Drake May can only do so much with a bad defense. You know, I think that Collage Kinsey and Sarazi Dins can only do so much with Keaton Slowis behind the helm, you know? So mm -hmm. as much as we want to act like, with, you know, even Yasir Abdullah, but Louisville, we want to act like, you know, these guys aren't ballers. Well, really talking about the coastal here, but you can only do so much with what you got. If one side of the ball is great and the other side is poo. Sometimes it's a toss up of whether you're going to get a W or not. Yeah. And again, the, the, the way that the coastal showed up, I mean, you know, I don't think anybody would agree with Mark. I'm going to disagree with uh, Marcus Minor making first team. I don't think anybody would disagree with Graham Barton making first team. But again, these are these are guys that they showed up week in, week out. They did their thing. They, you know, I mean even again, Camp Kitchens from Miami. I mean, listen. Listen, I give you Camp Kitchens. I'm with you on Camp Kitchens. But again, them linebackers, we gotta have some I discussion. You. I hear, gotta have some discussion. I hear, you, big dog. I hear you, big dog. How was the gift of Omaha steaks received when you sent it to your friend or family? The quality, convenience, and everything you need to deliver an unforgettable holiday gift experience. Omaha steaks is original, is America's original butcher since 1917 and a holiday gift that's guaranteed to be loved. The holidays are here. Achieving a gifting greatness when you get the gift, say that three times fast, a perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together a special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use code LOCKEDON at checkout. To get $30 off your order, send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and easy, even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get the, that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. We're rocking and rolling here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked 
on Wolfpack each and every day. You can find him talking about NC State. Now, as they're rolling through and talking about good, bad, and ugly for the coastal, good being North Carolina figuring out how to get some people up in honorable mention, great being Duke figuring out how to get some eight wins for the season. But there's always some difficult conversations that need to be had, and the bad can certainly be for the fact that, listen, it's really bad and ugly. Well, bad being Georgia Tech still lost, but it's kind of good that it didn't get beat bad, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, speak, talk it out, talk it out, talk it out. Like Georgia so Tech, they, they covered, the spread. They covered yeah. the spread by far, by a lot, and you Should've know, whoop the wheels off of. Anybody who knows betting in college knows that the the disparity in talent and coaching is much greater than it is in the NFL. So you see much larger spreads. I believe that spread was like 28 or 31 or something like that. Yeah. They covered it. in the 30s. Yeah. They, they covered what they had to do. They, you know, it it's it's an unfortunate situation to where like this is like a, a thing that we're celebrating. Like, hey, you got blew out. The game wasn't close, but it wasn't as bad as everybody thought it was going to be. I'm wondering if covering the spread gave Key that nod to get the head coaching job. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I bet. Ask Cadillac Williams how covering the spread gets you. How how? Whether Don't, do you want to piss me off? Because we I, could talk about it. Do you want to piss me off? Hey, that, the fact I'm, I'm that y'all, paying. the I'm, fact that you all would give that man an associate head coaching job after he took over and salvaged your season is disgusting. The fact that you would hire someone like Hugh Freeze. And all that he brings as a human, and not only from his path, I don't care. No, redeemable, my butthole. And that was me putting it nicely. The fact that you were going to waste Cadillac's time, and he is a good Christian man, so he is going to do what he needs to. He is called to serve, and he is going to make it right. But y'all are dead ass wrong for doing that to that man. Because when Hugh Freeze gets fired again, and y'all have Cadillac stepping again as associate head coach and interim head coach, I want y'all, you know what? See how you got me on the road? I'm about to get, I was about to get disrespectful. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say this. Don't say nothing because it's I'm terrible. Gonna this. I'm gonna just say this. Winning cures all. So I hope you, they don't. I hope Auburn if, don't win a game. You understand? Hugh I'm sorry, Zach. I hope they don't win another game. If if you you're back to maybe cuss, so we need to move on. Let's just you know we ACC anyway. Let's talk ACC. We ain't gotta talk ACC. We, now you gonna piss me off. All I'm saying is this: it's a shame that that is a a quote unquote good, but I mean you know it is what it is. Um. Now um, I can't even concentrate. The the I'm gonna tell you this. My bad uh for the Atlantic and I'm sorry for the coastal. My bad uh for the coastal is honestly what Miami did up against Pitt, that was just like that's ugly. That's not even bad. That's ugly. oh oh trust me, it was going in both. It's going in both, it's going in my bad and my ugly because that I the I'm gonna tell you this. The the bad is the actual like the bad is what's going on in and out of the locker room that like there's you know all these players that are you know that leaking stuff via their parents and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. That's the bad. The ugly is the result that we saw on the field. That well, do you think the- so? Okay. I hear you. Now, when Norvell had his first year, he was going through it. He had his issues with some of the players, and they were basically feeling like, well, so you wrote too much dip on your chip there, big dog. I don't know who you talked to, but it ain't me. Like, maybe Mario's going through his first year of, you know, the adjustment. You can't quite get away with what you used to. This is it. There's a new, you know, sheriff in town kind of vibes, and it's a different age of college athletics in general. 
people are running to mommy who's running to Twitter and not all the things like it's a new era of college athletics and maybe there's adjustment on all sides. And so maybe after year one, kind of like maybe in year three, like we're seeing with Norvell and Florida State, things will get to be where Miami is like, huh, puff up your chest a little bit. Mm. No, you don't see it. There's a reason Norvell winning nine games wasn't my good in in yesterday's episode. Because those nines, mm, are they really? Did you win them? Or, you know? (laughs) That LSU LSU game, great win. Some of them other ones? Are we, still, are we still holding on to that? Okay, okay. Listen, that beating Syracuse without Schrader ain't much of an accomplishment. That's all I'm saying. Be, beating, you know what? Never mind. I, you lost to an NC State team that threw about what one completion in the second half. In the, I'm sorry, in the third, beyond the half point of third quarter. Anyway, we're talking about. You don't, you don't like nice things. You we're talking don't, about. You don't co- want us to I have no, like our nice mentions and shambles. I do like nice things. I just, you know what. See, do you think that Mario is going to help turn Miami around? Do I think Mario is going to help turn Miami around? I don't know. And let me tell you this. I'm not one of those people that comes into any situation with a conclusion already in mind and then gets evidence to fit that conclusion. I look at the evidence and based on what the evidence tells me, I generate a conclusion. I don't know whether or not Mario can turn that program around because I have not seen Mario in this situation. For as bad as people talk about Oregon and that how that job, everybody leaves, everybody goes, everybody, everybody's had success at Oregon. Everybody. If you coach at Oregon in year two, three, all of a sudden you're magically a nine, 10 win team. All of a sudden you're in the Pac-12 championship. All of a sudden you're in contention. So I have not seen a team. Oregon is the exact opposite of Miami in almost every way imaginable. In terms of lifestyle, in terms of or Eugene, Oregon is a college town, baby. That is, I'm sorry, wait, is it? Yeah, it's Austin Stadium in Eugene, Oregon, right? That's Austin Stadium. Austin Stadium is Oh, I don't a, know the stadium. I know it's Eugene, Oregon. It's madness. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. That those game days I've heard uh one of my old teammates, Dior Mathis, played out there. From what he told me, it's literally like it's it's like nothing you've ever felt when they when they're really rolling and good. Miami, mm-hmm. on the other hand, plays in a pro stadium, and you know it's kind of like, oh, this is a cool thing to do, I guess, on a Saturday. That's because they're bad right now. It ain't always mm-hmm. been like that. But you get my point. Like this is not this isn't even when Oregon is bad. It may not be as ruckus. It may not be as crazy. That's still one of the wildest environments in in all of all of sports, not just college sports. So you've got a very different situation that Mario is in and the, the tale is still to be seen. I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready to call it one way or the other. And I'll tell you this, if Mario does turn around, I wouldn't be super surprised, but we've also seen a trend of authority, not authoritarian. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, disciplinarian coaches at Miami do not generally work out. So we've seen him have success before. So is it possible that he has said yes? But have we ever seen hard, like, listen, you're going to toe the line the way I say to do it. Have we seen those guys have success at Miami? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold one way or the other yet. 
All right. Well, I hear you. I received this because, again, it's good, bad, and ugly, and it's really ugly over there in Coral Gables. They ain't going to hold nobody. Hopefully they'll turn things around because, you know, as much as I want Coastal teams to do well, even when we do away with both the Atlantic and Coastal, I want to see some progress. But as we move on, I know we have to talk about Carolina and Clemson game, but I will say I am very glad the divisions are going away. The Coastal definitely needs a break. I hopefully will have more team coastal teams in the hunt next year in terms of just being, I hope it's not lower tier where they're all in the bottom. I'm just, I want, I want, I want better for us as a unit. I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> you want better for them as a unit. Do they want better for them? As a unit? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, the coastal got some things going on that, I mean, again, even the best teams in the coastal, if you put them up against, the you know mid tier teams in the Atlantic is like eh, eh, I don't know I don't know so we'll see we'll see again the the coastal has a lot of young teams has a lot of exciting young quarterbacks the Atlantic has the old guard they got the old guys that have been doing this for a while and probably ain't gonna come back and probably gonna go make some money on Sundays or go to another team but you know will the the next season. I don't want people to look at next season and say like, aha, this is why the Coastal is bad or aha, this is why the Coastal was just as good. But because the teams that we're looking at next season will be very different from what we saw this season. We will never see another season. Let me not say never. We were, are very unlikely to see another season where Georgia Tech's quarterback is like, hey, listen. I'm good. Y'all boys be safe. We got to play Georgia Saturday. No, y'all got to play Georgia Saturday. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with me. Uh, respectfully, that ain't got nothing to do with me. And they lose their head coach. We're unlikely to see um, some of the other things that have talked going on around the conference. Which, respectfully, we don't need to talk about or address. We we don't. We're not going to see those things again. The yeah. probability of seeing those things happen again, highly unlikely. To to have a quarterback that makes you miss Braxton Burmeister. Ooh, <laughs> the likelihood of that happening again is not that great. So. You know, I don't want to see people judging off next season saying, oh, see, this is, this is what we were saying all along. And even if the Coastal is god-awful and the Atlantic completely takes dominion over, that is that season, okay? And it is, again, we will see if this is a trend that lasts over five, six years, then we'll have a different conversation. At least give it three. At least give it three before you like, hey, see, this is what we're talking about. But we'll see. A thousand percent. All right, guys, we are talking about North Carolina and Clemson here. Championship game is happening on Saturday, December 3rd at 8 p.m. on ABC. Are you ready for it? Are you excited about it? It's probably been the most lackluster championship game that we've had in a while. But nevertheless, two teams coming in off of big losses. And I didn't give his opinion. Here we go. Buckling up. Two teams. Oh, please. Don't limping be dramatic. In, limping into the ACC championship. Off of some bad losses to rivals. Last second type losses to rivals. You never want to see this for your conference championship simply for a national relevancy standpoint. Like we've already talked about on this show, every time Clemson loses, everybody else in the conference gets knocked down in tier bowl game. So congratulations, some of y'all six win teams. Y'all looking at going Y'all going to the Bahama Breeze Bowl. Oh, I'll tell you what, y'all gonna end up in a bowl worse than that. Y'all gonna 
You know, you and Bahama are, Breeze ain't in the Bahamas. Just so, just if you're not from North Carolina or South Carolina, you don't know Bahama Breeze is not in. Listen, I, all I know is this: if you end up on that Bojangle Bowl in Columbia, South Carolina, that's on you, big dog. But uh, <laughs> Ew, I, I somebody's think, going to the Mayo Bowl. That's gross. I, I think that this this game is going going to come down to one simple thing: um, North Carolina's offensive line. They will determine this game. And I and I mean that. See, you say that, and I'm over here saying I think North Carolina's defensive line is going to determine this game because if Will Shipley just runs all over you, it's going to be a long night. I mean, here's here's why I say this: Drake May is, you know, he's been he week ten, he was Superman. Everybody said, "Oh, this this the baddest boy." We no no Sam Howe, no problem. This is the baddest. Thing. You know, he's. The- I mean, and he was doing it statistically. And then all of a sudden. He all became a, a freshman. All of a sudden, people said, oh, okay. Really? He became a freshman. People became, were reminded that he is that a People freshman. were reminded that he was a, a freshman. And so, to me, Carolina's offensive line is the key to this game because uh, Carolina's at their best when they're their most versatile. When they have the most amount of things going. Again, I've told you the stat about Josh Downs. That is not just a reflection of Josh Downs. It is a reflection of the fact that Longo kind of leans on Josh Downs because he knows. He knows Josh Downs is one of the baddest dudes on every field he's going to be on. And so if we can lean on him, we can then kind of, you know, build off of that. But I'll tell you what, if this offensive line gets beat up on. Um, when gonna, this offensive line gets beat up on. But that's the thing. With, with a great defensive line like Clemson's, you don't hope to completely negate them. You don't right. hope to get knocked back to where every rush is, you know, you're going to be three, four yards downfield before your back gets touched. That's not what you hope for against a defensive line like Clemson. You hope to contain them. It's the exact same thing that I said about NC State in terms of playing Drake May last week. I said, you're not going to stop him. You're not going to make him look trash for an entire game. Make him look regular. Make him look human. Same, I am charging North Carolina's offensive line with the same task this week. If Brasee and Murphy and company are on Drake May's behind like a dog on a postman, it's going to be a long day for Carolina. And look, I'm not saying North Carolina, I mean, I'm not saying Clemson's defense is better than NC State's because it's not by any means. I'm saying comparatively, they're damn near the same. So if it was a long day Friday, it would be a long day Saturday. Ain't, ain't much going to change. You're not I mean, getting a, a extremely worse defense. I, you're not getting a worse defense overall, but they have more areas that are pliable than NC State. Like re- objectively, they don't have a sure. single corner. They don't have a single corner sure. as good as Aiden White. Not but do one. You ha- but do you have time? Well, and that's and and again, this is why I said they don't need to give Drake May time to make a sandwich back there and figure out the the meaning of life and write a book and you know get his novel uh, approved, edited, and, and published. They don't need to give him that much time. You need to give him time at a good clip to where he can find those guys. Because, again, multiple teams have shown us the recipe. Wake Forest showed us the recipe. South Carolina showed us the recipe. Notre Dame showed us the recipe. Keep extra bodies in to block and take those shots because their corners are going to fold. Their corners are going to muck it up. They're going to do some some idiotic things at the moment of truth that are going to give you a shot. And and I'll tell you this. Um does Notre Dame have a receiver as good as Josh Downs? No. Do they have a receiver as good as Green? No. Does South Carolina? No. Well, I mean, what's a what's a boy name? Spanks Sparky Wells. What was his name? God, 
is Wells. It's something Wells from South Carolina. I, I want to say it's Spanky, but I don't know. It's something. It's something slick, but his mm-hmm. smoky smoke fire spark. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Listen, you saying all this about his corners, and now I know these corners about to go have the game of their life. It's going to be a no fly zone. It's just because you said that. It's just because you're targeting them, you're challenging them. They heard the show, and they're about to have the game of their life. I mean, listen, they can hear the show all they want, but they still gotta, <laughs> they still gotta go out there and play some football. And this year, when you have asked those corners to play good football and and take away deep shots, I mean, they haven't been able to do it. Yeah, Again, that's why it's a championship game. Wake Forest put up 45 points on these boys doing what? Max protect, take your shots deep. Ain't no you know? Donovan Green. Ain't no A.T. Perry coming out that door. Okay, but the, but a Josh Downs is coming out that door. A Josh Downs is coming. An unhealthy Josh Downs who's limping to the finish line. Mm, I don't know if he's unhealthy, but I, I digress. Anywho. Um, he's, he's not unhealthy. No. I'm just saying. You can at was- least take off your cape. Take off your state cape for two seconds, hey, bro. All I'm saying is this. I saw him earlier in the season when he was hurt. Now, I, I will admit, earlier in the season, he was he was jacked up. He was like. So you think he not. magically got better as the season progressed? I think that he, he missed multiple games. Ain't enough games. PT in the world. He missed multiple games to get better. Ain't what do you mean? Ain't enough PT in the world. Okay. okay. Anywho, <laughs> they have, the and the, the, they got a tight end that's good, although Clemson's linebackers are excellent coming downhill and laterally, but. They've got a shot. North Carolina has a shot. Anybody, say, anybody saying that this this game is already over before it's decided? You must not have seen Clemson all this year. I have told people all this year: if you don't let DJ get started early, he does not have a lot of confidence. That team doesn't have confidence in him. The difference can be if North Carolina can make this a game late, and they keep DJ out of rhythm. They'll be all right. They got a shot. And keeping DJ out of rhythm ain't that tall of a task. I'm sorry to tell you. You know what? And on that note, friends, come back tomorrow. AJ Black has his own opinions about North Carolina and the Clemson game, and we'll preview that as we go throughout the week. I can't wait. We'll even have Alex Dono and Drizzy Drake here with some betting action. Guys, for Ken Gibbs and Candace Cooper, until next time.